Hello and welcome to Tuck and Run, the world's number one American football game show. As always, I'm your host, Dale Tucker. Week 16 is in the books and it's the final countdown. I would play the music from that song for this, but I don't want to get in trouble for copyright infringement, so you'll just have to imagine it in your head. Anyways, there is one week of the regular season left and we still aren't that much closer to determining which 14 teams will be playing in the postseason. And I imagine that's just how the NFL likes it. For my money, I think it'll be the Ravens, Browns, and Colts as the final three in in the AFC, and the Washington football team, Cardinals, and Rams that get in under the wire in the NFC. But then again, considering my track record on Wednesday night, Wednesday night linebacker, my predictions probably mean less than nothing. So take it for what you will. Anyways, we should have a great episode for you today. Fargo is back with his still undefeated record, and Smooth Grandmama is here to maybe, hopefully, potentially, provide a challenge to the champ. We're just going to have to see what happens. So, without further ado, let's start the show. All right, Smooth, Fargo, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Excellent. How are you doing? Surviving. Taking it day by day. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have any last-minute questions? You've both played before. Fargo, you have one question for you. This okay, time, what is it? How does it feel being a Lions fan? It feels great. It's <laughs> <laughs> always next year. It's, you know, it's always it's, being a Lions fan is a perpetual state of this. It's always next year. You know, <laughs> so, the I'm off even season, more worried about you guys now. The off season is better than the regular season for us. And smooth, you actually get to play against somebody for a change. Hopefully, it, hopefully it goes well for you. But I don't know. Fargo's pretty good. So, yeah, so everything I learned the first time around is out the door. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But I will tell you this. We'll flip a coin. And Fargo, being that you're like a, a zillion and zero, you can call it. Call it in the air. Tails never fails. It is heads. Tails always seems to fail now. So, Smooth, would you like to go on offense or defense first? Let's go defense. All right, Fargo. First and 10 at year 20. Let's go ahead and do a 10-yard pass under, is it like, no, it's remarkable receivers. Or remarkable like runners, that. radical no, receivers. No, no, I want radical receivers. Radical receivers. All right. The very first question is, which receiver had the, mo the highest average separation in week 16? Separation. Pass out the clock. I will tell you this, it is a it is a tight end. I'll give you both a hint. Oh, then it's Jimmy Graham, dude. Incorrect. Not even the top four. Smooth. Dang. 30 Travis seconds. Kelsey. Not a bad guess. It's actually for some reason Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz averaged six yards of separation per reception. I believe it probably measures on receptions. So, second and ten. It was oh, the top four were oh. Zach Ertz, Cam Sims, Zach Pascal, and Steven Anderson. Two tight ends. And, Anderson. Yeah, not guys you would think would be getting a lot of separation. None of them. But yeah. That's one, it was one of Strange. those things. So second and ten. What would you like to do? Let's go ahead and do a ten-yard pass under remarkable rushers. Which, per, which running back saw the highest percentage of eight-man boxes in week 16? <clears throat> No, neither of you. It's in the NFC West. I'll give you a hint. NFC West. Jeffrey Wilson. Incorrect. Smooth. I uh, no. <laughs> Just say an NFC West running back. 
I can't think of any. <laughs> this is starting off great. All right. The answer is, of course, Daryl Henderson, who saw 66.67% of his snaps against eight-man boxes. Sony Michelle was second, and Sony Michelle is going to be got to be at the end of the year one or two because all of his carries come against eight-man boxes for some reason. So third and ten still. Uh, <laughs> and Smooth right. doesn't even – can't even name an <laughs> NFC West running back. So. You know, we're, we're going back to uh, a ten-yard pass under uh, radical receivers, bro. All right. Let's try, try this again. <laughs> Take three. Which receiver had the highest average cushion in week 16? I will tell you this. It is an AFC South player. Highest cushion? Highest average cushion per reception. And you said it was an AFC South player. It is an AFC South player. I'm going to start just giving hints every 10 seconds. It is a rookie AFC South player. Chenault. Oh, you got you, Smooth. Mm. <laughs> it is Chenault. Mm-mm-mm. So that is a finally first and 10 <laughs> at the 30 now. What would you All like right. to do? That was way too hard. Let's do a 10-yard run in potent passers. I seem to know my passers best, so let's go. All right. Well, <laughs> I did this one. I started to switch them up a little bit this week. Which quarterback had the lo- starting quarterback had the lowest completion percentage in week 16? Uh, was starting it quarterback? St- starting quarterback? Was it <clears throat> Dwayne Haskins, Sam Darnold, Ryan Tannehill, or Drew Locke? Haskins. That is incorrect. Haskins had the second lowest. It tied with Sam Darnold. They both had a 50% completion percentage. Oh. Uh, we'll go with uh, Ryan the Cannon Tannehill. <laughs> I, I probably should have. I kind of gave that one away because I, I took two of the answers away, but whatever. So it yeah. is, in fact, Ryan Tannehill, who had 45.8% completion percentage. Yeah, Green Bay did shut him down. Yeah, they got blasted. So it is second and 20 back at you know, the we're 20. going. I'm still doing a 10-yard pass, potent passers. All right. Well, surprise, surprise. Which quarterback had the highest completion percentage in Week 16? Aaron Rodgers. You're supposed to wait for the beat, but I'll give that one to you. So it is third and 10, back at the 30. 10-yard pass, potent passers. All right. Which quarterback had the lowest passer rating in week 16? Baker Mayfield. Incorrect, not top four. Passer. I'm going to go with Dwayne Haskins again. I really think <clears throat> Well, Ryan Tannehill and Dwayne Haskins were one and two, and Haskins was, in fact, the worst, the lowest pass rating. He had a 36.9, which – I mean, I was, I'm honestly just thinking that, like, at least Tannehill threw a touchdown. Well, Tannehill had the second lowest, 40.5, but know, Dwayne Haskins, 36.9, which led to his release. So, <laughs> And statistically speaking, Alex Smith isn't much better than him. It's just that Alex Smith doesn't make the same mistakes. It's funny, but they both thrown a decent amount of interceptions and not that many touchdowns. It's like if you Your actually look at the being stats, like like going to the strip club after losing without a mask on with your coat when your coach is recovering from cancer. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and do a ten yard pass and radical receivers. Staying on the offense for the entire first drive. Which receiver had the most receptions in Week 16? Mike Evans. Incorrect. Mike Evans tied for second. 
receptions. Oh, wait. If Mike Evans had 10, right? Yes, he did. Then that means Devontae had the most because I know he had 11 for like 11 and 3. Devontae Adams is, in fact, correct. He had 11 receptions in week 16. First and 10 at the 50. Let's go ahead and do a... Now we're staying in passing. 10-yard pass from radical receivers. I don't like... You're not going to go to any defense, huh? Okay. (laughs) Which... Top wide receiver TD. Okay, which which player had the most TD catches in week 16? Devontae Adams. Incorrect. Oh, that is correct. It was a two-way tie. Do you know who the other player was? Stephon Diggs. That's right. Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams both had three. Touchdown, uh, three receiving touchdowns in week 16. So first and 10. After, so after you know, a very slow start. You know what? Now and just to appease you, D-Tuck, we'll do a 10-yard pass in Dauntless Defenders. All right. Well, this is – I tricked you because this is <laughs> this is smooth strong suit. Oh, what? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't, have any, I don't know what his strong suit is. Um, who had the fastest sack in week 16? Oh. No, I'll, I'll give you a hint. He's in the NFC North. Oh. And then another 10 it's seconds. It's going to be a Detroit player, isn't it? Uh, you got 25 seconds. <clears throat> so in another five seconds, I'll give you another hint. It is a Detroit player. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his name. Yeah, I mean, I know like three players on Detroit, and they're all on the offense. All right, it is a player who's – who has a, a brother who was just drafted by the Lions? Five seconds. Former Giant. Three, two, one. Romeo Aquara had a sack in 2.5 seconds, and I believe he leads our team in sacks this season. He's one of those guys that no one would know unless you're a Lions fan, but he's, he's a good player. 2.5 seconds, followed by Chase Young, Avery Williamson, and Marquise Haynes. But, I would have guessed Bud Dupree. <clears throat> he's always getting in there quick, right? Isn't Bud Dupree on IR? Oh, not Bud Dupree. Crap. Who's the <laughs> who's Hassan Reddick? That's who I'm. <clears throat> yeah, Hassan Reddick does get. He's he's pretty fast. So second and ten at your forty. You've done you know, eight want, ten yard passes and one. I'm going to do another ten yard <laughs> pass. Right. Nine. This is your ninth ten yard pass. <laughs> Radical receivers. <clears throat> he's gonna. You're not gonna have any play, any offensive player questions by the time you get on offense. Smooth. <clears throat> Which receiver had the most unexpected yards after catch in week sixteen? Unexpected yards after catch. I know who it is, but I don't know his name. Okay, hold on. You'll get a hint in one second. It is in the NFC East. Hmm. I can tell you his number, but not his name. He is a first, a former first-round pick. Former? Not a former hmm. first-round pick. Devontae Parker? That is incorrect. That's NFC East. And he was traded from his original team to the team he's on now. Three, um. two, one. Time's up. <clears throat> now, no guess? Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. You ran out of time. No idea? Fargo? No idea. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had 65 yards after catch oh, yeah. on a play That's where a- he was intended to expected to get nine yards after the catch. Okay. Number two was Miles Gaskin. Number three was Michael Gallup, so two Cowboys. And what yard line am I on? The 40. It's third and 10 at the 40. Oh, you could you could tuck and run. I want to tuck and run. All right. Tuck and run. Now, far uh, smooth. 
I'm going to read a list of where there's at least seven correct answers. You can say them as he says them to take away potential yards. He doesn't lose yards, but he needs to say four names correctly. So if you can say four names before he can, then he doesn't gain the four yards, the 40 yards he needs. Point is, you can you can answer simultaneously as him. But if you answer incorrectly, you you can't continue to guess. So your tuck and run question, Fargo, is name the top seven quarterbacks in passing yards in Week 16. Brandon Allen. That's one. Yep. Tom Brady. Zero yards still. Deshaun Watson. That's two. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. All right, you're at zero yards. You're both <laughs> you both said it correctly. Who he said? He said Brandon Watson, Allen and Deshaun right? Watson. He said Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen was two. Tom Brady oh, was three. Oh, wait. Didn't Dalton – like just – yeah, I'm going Dalton. Andy Dalton is correct. So you have a first down. That's 10 yards. There's two more answers, and there are five seconds left. No <laughs> silence. All right, that's the time. The other two were Ben Roethlisberger and Derek Carr. But the top seven were in, in order, Andy Dalton, Brandon Allen, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Ben Roethlisberger, Derek Carr, and Deshaun Watson. So you gained 10 yards. <laughs> it is first and 10 at the 30. Okay. What would you like to do? We'll do a 20-yard pass. Ooh, Total passes. All right. I will remind you, Smooth, if you get this correct before he does, it's a turnover, 20 yards downfield, which would be at the 10. Which player, quarterback, had the highest passer rating in week 16? Tom Brady. <laughs> that is correct. He had a perfect passer rating. Dude. Not perfect. 158. He had 158.3. Oh, wait. That's perfect. 158.3 oh, is? I thought it was 7. Yeah, okay. He did have the perfect passer rating then. It's 158.3? I thought it was 158.3. No, it's 158.3. 158.3 because he played the Detroit Lions after we had completely <laughs> given up. And we had a guy who's literally never called a defense in his life calling defense. And it showed. Yeah, it was Turns terrible. out you shouldn't let people who have never called defense call defense in an NFL game, especially not against the Bucks. So first and 10 at your 10, 10 yards from the end zone. I'll do a 10-yard pass, potent passers. Your 10th 10-yard pass. Which quarterback had the lowest completion probability on a single completed pass? Again, this is Amazon Web Services where they determine. This has to be Fitzmagic, dude. If they don't think this is Fitzmagic. Lowest completion probability on a single completed pass. Who is it? It's Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right. Ryan Fitzpatrick is correct. Ryan Fitzpatrick (laughs) had a 10.9% completion probability on his 34-yard pass. It's not him. I'm hurt. But but number two was Mike Glennon, number three was Brandon Allen, and number four was also Mike Glennon. So Mike Glennon was just threading the needle, and even though he got – I think they got the – they played – it was the Jaguars. No, who did they play? Who did the Jaguars play? The Bears? I don't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it? No. Was Wait. it Jaguars-Bears? Whoever Mike Glennon played, he was just throwing it up there with his eyes closed. Anyways, that is in fact no. I don't think it was the Bears. The Bears actually took care of business. Yeah, the, who, well, who yeah. Did, yeah, but the Bears beat the Jaguars. The Jaguars lost. Whoever they played, I just don't. I think the Browns. No, I don't. Okay, know. I'm gonna look this up really quick. One sec. Hmm. Anyways, Jag schedule touchdown Fargo. So smooth. There's one minute until the two minute. There's one minute until the one minute warning. It is your ball, first and ten at the twenty. What would you like to do? Let's do a uh, ten-yard run out of the special teams package. You got it. Was Chicago? Just so you know. That's right. Yeah. Forty-one seventeen. 
Which kicker made the most extra points in week 16? Was it Cairo Santos, Will Lutz, Tyler Bass, or Ryan Suckup? Will Lutz. That is correct. Will Lutz kicked made seven extra points because obviously the Saints scored an unbelievable amount of touchdown. Um, First and ten at the 30. Ten-yard pass out of the uh, defenders. Dauntless defenders. Which player had the most tackles for a loss in week 16? I'll give you a hint every 10 seconds. However, two, one. One minute warning. Uh, the first hint is a NFC East. <laughs> the second hint is former Nebraska Cornhusker, I believe. NFC East, former Nebraska Cornhusker. The third hint and final hint is he is on the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Three, two, one. Demarcus Ware? The DeMarcus Ware is retired smooth. You know that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Fargo, no guess? No idea. Nope. <laughs> Randy Gregory had 2.5 sacks, t- 2.5 tackles for a loss in week 16. I can't believe neither of you knew that with all the hints I gave you. So, there's the one-minute warning. It is second and 10 at the 30. What would you like to do? Uh, let's do a 10-yard run out of the special teams. Your question is, which kicker missed the most field goals in week 16? And you have multiple choice. Ryan Suckup, Robbie Gold, Young Hoo Koo, or Sam Ficken? Young Hoo Koo. Young, I think his name's actually Young Way. I always say it wrong. Young Way Koo missed one out of one attempt. So he, that, that is incorrect, though. Tied for second most misses. He went 0 for 1, so he missed one. No, I can't just keep letting this clock run. Let's go to half. You can. Well, you can't go quite to half, but you can go to the 40-second mark. I'm going to because I – wait a second. Give me the, the ones again. Ryan Suckup, Robbie Gold, or Sam Ficken? I'll go with Robbie Gold. I, you, I swear to God, <laughs> you just get incredibly lucky. Robbie Gould missed – he went 0 for 2. He missed two field goals, so that was the most misses in Week 16. So, unfortunately, Smooth, there are 25 seconds left, and it is third and 20 back at the 20. Well, you could probably go for a Hail Mary at this point if you wanted, or you can go for a 30-yard pass or run. Uh, let's do the uh, let's do, let's do the Hail Mary. Let's just go for it. All right. So. Hail Mary. Your question is, and I'll remind you, whoever answers correctly, it is whoever answers first locks it in, correctly or incorrectly. Travis Kelsey broke the record for a single season receiving yards by a tight end in week 16, surpassing which player? Sterling Sharp. Incorrect. So that means that is, <laughs> is an interception in the end zone with 22 seconds left. Do you know the answer, Fargo? I honestly thought it was going to be somebody like Antonio Gates or something. I'm surprised. They they don't ever shut up about this. I, I thought for sure this was going to be too easy for you, but it's George Kittle from like last year. George Kittle, oh. so, George Kittle had 1,377 receiving yards 
either last year or the year before, and that was the most ever by a tight end. Travis Kelsey right now is at 1,416, and if he actually plays, he can break 1,500 with a good game. I mean, don't get me wrong, he should, but I don't think he's going to play. I don't think a lot of these Kansas City players are going to play. I think they'll let him play to try to get the record. Number one seed. Yeah. I, What's the point? Yeah, I don't know. I think he wants he wants to probably lead the league, but who knows? We'll see. Travis Kelsey probably does whatever he wants, but I agree. I, I don't think – Mahomes – Chad Henney's starting, so, so even if Kelsey yeah. starts, I don't know if he can get yeah, okay. uh, 80, 84 yards. Anyways, that is unfortunately a turnover smooth. It is first and 10 at the 20 with 22 seconds left. What would you like to do, Fargo? I'll do a 30-yard pass under – Remarkable runners. Running backs. Which player had the most unexpected rush yards in week 16? Most unexpected yes. rush yards. On a single play. I'm sorry. On a single oh, play. Um, that's going to be Aaron Jones. That is, in fact, correct. <laughs> it's crazy, right, Smooth? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's very impressive. Aaron Jones was expected to get three yards on a single rush in, on one specific play, and he got 59. 59 rush yards, so he got 56-plus that he was expected to get. That's great. So, first and 10 at the 50 with 15 seconds left. I'll do another 30-yard pass under remarkable runners. He does not want to give you any multiple-choice move. That's that's the strategy, he said. All right. Which player ran the fastest with the ball in his hand on a single play in Week 16? Kyler Murray. That is correct. It was, in fact, Kyler Murray. That's, this is the give me of the week because everyone knows I picked this one. Did you? It was another 30-yard pass, so it's first and 10 yep. at the 20. Kyler Murray <clears throat> tied Michael Gallup r- running 20.95 miles per hour on a 30-yard rush. Pretty impressed. Kyler Murray's fast. He's very, he's, he is. He gets, and for having short legs, he gets, he gets going really quickly. He's got good acceleration. So first and 10 at the 20, 13 seconds. I'll go ahead and do a 20-yard pass. Category? Remarkable runners. Remarkable runners. Your question. And this is the – wait, is this a receiver? Yards per carry. No, this is remarkable. This is the last week 16 running back question. Which player had the most yards per carry with a minimum of 10 carries in week 16? David Johnson. <laughs> that is correct. No. That is correct. Did you know that, Fargo? <laughs> That's a turnover, did isn't you know, it? Did, yeah. Did you know that, Fargo? I did. Uh, 20-yard pass, so it's actually technically a touchback anyways. So, hey, yeah. Because it's uh, 20 yards, it's in the end zone. So, first and 10 at the 20 with 11 seconds left. D- David Johnson averaged 10.7 yards per carry and had 128 rushing yards. He, he surprisingly played very well. Were you watching that game, Smooth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As much as I could watch that yeah. game, I watched it. That was a, that was the appropriate question for you. So you have 11 seconds. I would probably just do another Hail Mary and see what happens. Yeah, yeah I'll just do a Hail Mary and see what happens. All right. Your question is, with 11 seconds left, Alvin Kamara became the second player in NFL history to rush for six touchdowns in one game, joining which player who set the record 91 years ago? I know the exact year. I don't know his name. Ernie Mayer. Uh, what is it? Ernie what? Ernie Mayer or Maker or something like that? <laughs> I almost want to give it to you because you got, you... The, you got the first no. name right. 
It is. I can say it was in 1929. Oh, because you could do math. I just said it was 91 years ago. Okay. I I knew he was in Chicago. The Chicago what? The Chicago what? Yeah. What team? Were they the Royals back then? What team? You tell me right now. Black Sox. No. Nope. Chicago what? Whoever can tell me the team gets gets it. It has to be the Bears. If it's not the Bears, I'll be sad. All right. So guess what? That's a touchdown because it's the Chicago Cardinals. <laughs> it was the Chicago Cardinals. No, I don't know. I won't give you the touchdown. But smooth. I almost want to give you. The, it was Ernie Nevers. Ernie Nevers. Oh, that's pretty close. Mayors Nevers. Yeah. yeah you were. I would like to give you the touchdown because Fargo is so sure it was the Chicago Bears. <laughs> it was incorrect. I, th- I know that they've been there forever. I always thought Listen, they were the Bears. It's seven nothing. I'll leave it at seven nothing. But if it ends up being a close game at the end, I'm going to add that touchdown on. So that means that's the end of the first half. Finally, like I, as I mentioned, seven to nothing, and that we will be right back after this with Wednesday night linebacker. back with Wednesday Night Linebacker. Well, you know the deal. You guys are gonna be, will each be given 100 tuck bucks to spend however you want. You can bet the over, you can bet the under, or you can pick a side. Last week, Fargo, you didn't participate, so we have no, no record of you. Smooth, that was your biggest week so far. Two weeks ago, you made $12. Last week, you made $185. So congratulations. I believe oot, oot. it was all on what? You took the, who would you put your big bet on? I don't know. I think it was on the Raiders to cover. Yeah, you put you put 85 on one. Let me see. I don't remember who it was, but you put 85 on – where's Smooth? Oh, $85 on the Raiders, and they covered because they only lost by, what, one? That was a surprising yep. – that was a good game. Uh, this excellent John Gruden game management there. Yeah, I think it's. I don't think. I think. I think John Gruden is just not a great coach. I think we could go ahead and write that, put that in stone right now. We've got eight more years to figure it out. Yeah, I like John Gruden. I just don't think he's a great coach. Last week's contestants: Robert, Penny Shanks made sixty-six dollars. Rush made nine dollars. So even though Rush is in first place, he only won nine dollars last week. Luke made fifteen dollars. Logan made fifteen dollars, and I made seventy-eight dollars. So down twenty-two. To start out to whatever. I'm going to track this a little bit differently next year and just do the, like the minuses and add the minuses up. Because, yes, technically I've earned whatever amount I've earned, but it, it's more – I'm still it's down. It's more important to know what <laughs> you're down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm still down. <laughs> All of us are down except for like uh, Rush and Jesse and Ewan probably, and they're probably not even up that much. They might – actually, Ewan's only at 850, so I don't know. Anyways, moving on to week 17, the last week of the regular season – our first game, there's no Thursday night football. It's all Sunday. There's no Monday or Thursday night football, which we were spoiled last week because we had, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday football? Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, that was nice. That's nice when it's spread out. Even though Monday night football was terrible. Bills, Patriots? Yeah, by, yeah by that was Monday not a fun night, game to I already forgot that there was still football on. But anyways, our first game sees the Minnesota Vikings going into Detroit to play the Lions, where the Lions are only six-and-a-half-point underdogs, and the total – the total is set at 
Fargo, how, who are you going to spend your money on? So I'm going to start by saying that I don't like either of these teams. The fact that Dalvin Cook isn't playing because his father, grandfather passed away. And the fact that the Lions have like no direction in with their organization right now. Telling me. I'll, I'll still take the Lions to cover, <laughs> but I still think they're going to lose. You're crazy. <laughs> How much? I like you, but you're crazy. How I'll much? put $2 on the Lions. $2. Smooth. What do you think? You agree with him? You think he's crazy? What? I'm I'm just gonna bet the under with a, with a dollar. A dollar. Kirk, on. Kirk Cousins is gonna come out and have a Kirk Cousins game if they're like thirty completions for ten yards. Yeah, I don't like Kirk <laughs> Cousins, and I don't. I definitely don't like Chase Daniel. Oh wow, that was really loud. <laughs> I don't like Chase Daniel either. So I put six dollars on the Vikings to cover because I don't. The Vikings. I, I didn't. I will say that's news to me about Dalvin Cook, but. They're back up there. That looks just like Dalvin Cook. I'm sure he can run all over us, too. So I think the Vikings win and cover easily. Our next game sees the Miami. This is actually a really good game. The Miami Dolphins going into Buffalo to play the Bills, where the Bills are one-and-a-half-point favorites, and the total is set at only 44.5. That's a theme this week. Very low totals. Very low totals. Who do you like in this smooth? Uh, See, the Dolphins are still fighting for their playoff lives. Yeah, the Bills are still fighting for seeding. They both need to win. Yeah, but the Bills are out of the home field advantage thing. And the yeah, they're, they're two or three. That's just what they got, don't they? Yeah, because the Chiefs locked up one. Yeah, so I'll take the Dolphins because the Bills don't care. I'm going to put a dollar on the Dolphins. Oh, boy, you're going to have a big bet. I can <laughs> this is where this is going. Fargo? I mean, I'm in the exact same boat as him. I see the Dolphins are going to fight for this because they need this to get into the playoffs by the Bills. They have nothing to gain. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take the Dolphins to go ahead and to go ahead and take this on a three dollar bet. And they also don't have to win; they could just lose by one, like the Raiders did last week. So, everything you guys said, sure, I agree with true. But I think the Bills. I took the Bills to win and cover. I put six dollars on the Bills. I still think that they're going to play hard. I don't think they're going to rest a bunch of people unless they absolutely unless it gets out of hand. So is that game in Buffalo? Yeah, it's in Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter this year, unfortunately, but... It, oh, yes, it does. It's going to be cold. Oh, cold. yeah, <laughs> no, I know. I thought you meant for the Bills Mafia. But, yeah, it is going to be cold, and we'll see how... I don't I don't really know what the Dolphins are doing with the whole quarterback situation. I, I think that's very funny. Now, Tua's going to start the first half, and Fitzmagic <laughs> comes in and pulls him yeah. out of the ringer. Which I guess is how you have to do it, because Fitzpatrick can't always be trusted, but he is a great backup, and he is a great relief hitter, uh, pit, you know, relief pitcher. Well, we'll see. Anyways, I think the Bills win because I just think they're the far superior team. And I think the Dolphins need to stop babying Tua. Yeah, he's had like two or three stinkers in a row, and that's just begged Fitz to like come and save him. Yeah, it's weird because he's a high pick and he was good in college. And I, someone was saying on one of the shows, he just isn't pushing the yard. Yeah, well, the his ball thing is field. he's he's waiting for people to get Alabama open, and he doesn't understand Alabama open is not going to happen in the NFL. Like he has to. He has, he's going to have to take some chances. He has to adjust. People aren't going to get wide open like that. Even guys like Tyreek Hill don't get as open as the players in Alabama were. So, Anyways, our next game sees the Baltimore Ravens going into Cincinnati to play the Bengals, where the Bengals are 12.5-point underdogs, and the total is set at 44.5. Who do you, what do you think about that, Fargo? So I think that the over-under on this game, more than anything, sounds ridiculous. I'm going to go ahead and put a $10 bet saying that there's going to be more than 44.5 points scored in the game. But going back to that that cover and everything, 
Yeah, the Ravens are going to blow out the Bengals. <sighs> you think so? So you're taking the over? Is that what you said? Yeah. You're taking how much on the over? $10. $10. Big bet. Uh, what do you think about that smooth? I think the uh, the Bengals are going to ride this emotional win they got over the Texans, and they're going to cover. And you put in so $1? We're going to put... We're gonna put we're gonna put three dollars on the cover here. Three dollars on the Bengals. I think the Ravens win. The Ravens need to win. The Ravens are the better team, but this is also a divisional game, and the Bengals are like, I don't know what they're playing for, but they are playing for something. Twelve and a half points is too much to me. I just think it's too much. And again, I could see the Ravens winning forty to seven or whatever, but I don't know. It's the it's the divisional thing. Talent wise, they, yeah, they should win by thirteen, fourteen, or more. But because it's a divisional game, I took the Bengals and I put $6 on them. I just – they're playing hard. So our next game sees the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Cleveland to play the Browns where Mason Rudolph is starting because the Browns are 10-point favorites. And the total is set at 42.5 points. What do you think about that smooth? Oh, I'm taking the Browns all the time. The Browns? No, I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers all day. <laughs> I just don't like Baker Mayfield. You don't like him? I don't like him either, but you think I don't think Mason – I mean, Mason Rudolph is going to get killed. Like, uh, Miles Garrett's going to finish the job. That's what's going to happen in this game. <laughs> Miles Garrett. Yeah, I'm just – I'm banking on uh, them not have the Browns not having any half their receivers back and made all, uh, May, Mayfield doing the same thing he did against the Jets last week and just throwing stuff away. I'm not a fan game. of Baker Mayfield either. So how much are you putting on the Steelers? Two dollars. Two dollars, your bet. Did you do the math ahead of time? Like you know where this is going? Absolutely not. Okay, we'll figure it out. Play it by ear. Fargo, what do you think? So I'm the other way around. I mean, I'm not a fan of that big of a fan of Mayfield either. But I think that the Steelers are not the same team they used to be defensively, and they aren't even close to being competent even with Big Ben in there. I'll take the Browns to go ahead and cover that ten point. How much? Uh, $5. So I don't have a strong feeling about either team, especially because Mason Rudolph is playing. And the Browns do need to the win. The Browns have something to play They for. do need to win. The thing is, 10 points is a lot of points. So I just decided 42.5 is very low. I'll take the over. I could see the Browns scoring, just not scoring 42, but I could see them scoring 30. And then the Steelers only need to score two touchdowns and you cover, you know? So I <clears> think <throat> I took the over. $6 on the over. Because that's a low, the low totals. Speaking of low totals, our next game sees the New York Jets going into New England to play the Patriots, where somehow, despite the fact that the Jets have won two in a row, the Patriots are three-point favorites, and the total is set at 39.5 points, which is the lowest I've seen since we started recording the totals. So what do you think about that, uh, Smooth Fargo? What do you think about that, Fargo? I don't know what I think about this. This is such a strange game. Yeah, it is a strange game. For now, I'll put in a placeholder with the Jets covering. And how much? One dollar. One dollar. What do you think Picking about? Picking the Jets to win. I think. Th- I do think. I think the Jets will win. I. I think Bill Belichick will let the Jets win just to give them a worse pick. I mean, I don't think they can move out of two though, can they? Are they locked in at two? I don't think anyone else has only two wins. I don't think anybody can get to three. Yeah, I think that. Ugh, speaking as as a Lions fan, it's like we're gonna pick ten. <laughs> like we could get to- like what does that mean? Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, I'm sorry, smooth. What, who do you like in this Jets Patriots game? Uh, I think uh, we see the Cam Newton Renaissance. You think so? 
Yeah, so we're gonna put a dollar on the the good old Patriots. I think I like I've always liked Cam Newton. I think his career is probably over. I think it's probably it for Cam Newton because he's not gonna want to be a backup or a gimmick. I took the Jets as well and put six dollars on it. Although thirty nine and a half is really low. They, I'll, t- I'll take the Jets just to be safe. I think the Jets could beat the Patriots straight up, and I think Bill Belichick might let the Jets beat the Patriots just to. Just so that they can, t- they, if anything, so they keep Adam Gase because Adam Gase is a terrible head coach, <laughs> like something like that. Bel- Belichick's gonna play mind games or something. So our penultimate one o'clock game sees the Dallas Cowboys going into New York to play the Giants, where somehow every team but the Eagles still has a chance to win the NFC Beast, and the Cowboys are two point favorites, and the total is set at forty four and a half. Smooth. Yeah, I hate the Cowboys. So uh... <laughs> Houston Texans fan. But uh, I, I, they have been playing better lately. Andy Dalton's getting comfortable. They do have Zeke. And Sean Lee is somehow healthy at the end of the season. So I guess I'll take the Cowboys with a dollar. Cowboys with one dollar. Fargo? No. I agree. The Cowboys are at least starting to figure it out offensively now that they have Andy Dalton under center and not with COVID or with a concussion or anything like that. So I'll take the Cowboys with $4. I put six, $6 on the Giants. That's what I did because, I don't know, Giants defense pretty good. I do think – it's funny because I did take the Giants, but thinking about it rationally, I do think the Cowboys will win. But whatever, I'll stick to my guns. I wrote Giants, I'll stick to it. Our final 1 o'clock game sees the Atlanta Falcons going into Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers – where the Buccaneers are six-and-a-half-point favorites, and the total is set at 50.5. Fargo? You know, the Falcons played the Chiefs close last week. Falcons are playing much better since they got Raheem Morris. Like, yeah. he might, they might keep him. They might keep Raheem Morris. Yeah. Because that's what they love to do. They, love, like, when they, 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 love they kept Dan Quinn for like six years in a row because he finished strong. So that's yeah. But you were saying. But anyways... I'll go ahead and take the Bucks to ride their big wave against Detroit to follow up against the Falcons with ten dollars, not ten dollars, five dollars. Five dollars on the Bucks, smooth. The Falcons have a phenomenon of starting every year poorly on the defensive side, and the defense gradually gets better as the year goes by. So I don't know who's going to win, but I'm going to take the under with a dollar. That's funny. That's exact. I took the under as well. Fifty point five is a lot of points, and these are two. The Falcons' defense has been playing better, and the Bucks have a good defense. I took the under as well. I put six dollars on it. That's. I was pretty confident about that, but not as confident as I am about this next game. Our first four o'clock game sees the Green Bay Packers going into Chicago, where the Bears are five and a half point underdogs, and the total is set at fifty one point five. Smooth. Where are you putting your money? You know, <clears throat> I think I'll just play the smart money here with a uh, dollar on Green Bay. One dollar on the Packers. That is a smart bet. Fargo? You know, I am hurt that Green Bay is only five and a half point favorites here. We have a number one seed to play for here. I'll put $58 on them. <laughs> 58 on the Packers. I like it. Big bet. I think that I also bet Packers, my biggest bet, which is only $10 because I'm evening it all out. I put $10 on the Packers. I think the Bears are five and a half point underdogs because it's in Chicago. Not that it really matters, but also Chicago is still trying to get into the playoffs, and it's a divisional game. That's the only thing I could think of. I would put the Bears as at least seven-point underdogs, but Vegas, you know, they got it all figured out. So 
I I th- I agree with you guys though. Packers all the way. I think the pa- I think they're gonna toy. With- I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna toy with them. He's gonna yeah, cement his MVP, uh, his MVP award, and just probably throw like five touchdowns and four hundred yards or run for a couple touchdowns, something like that. Yeah. But so our next four o'clock game sees the Raiders going into Denver to play the Broncos, where the Broncos are two and a half point underdogs, and the total is set at fifty point five. The afternoon games totals gets a little bit higher. Who do you like in this Fargo? You know. I honestly don't like either of these teams right Me now. Me neither. Which is why I'm just going to pick the under. Yeah, smart man. $1. I put $6 on the under. Smooth? Raiders. <laughs> Raiders? One whole dollar. When you're a Raider, you're a Raider all the way. One whole dollar. I put $6 on the under, as I mentioned. I, I don't know. I, this is tough. Raiders only have to win by three, so maybe. But uh, I don't know. Who cares? Next game, the Jacksonville Jaguars go into Indianapolis to play the Colts, where the Colts are only 14-point favorites, and the total is set at 49.5 points. Smooth? You know, it's hard to say when you don't know who's starting at quarterback for the Jaguars. I think they're going to start Minshew. Again? After Glennon? They're just going to go back and forth? Yep. I mean, I, I would say you should have started Minshew the whole time. Me why, too. Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why do you want to win games? And you know what Mike Glennon is. So, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, smooth. Carry on. Uh, so, uh, I don't know what the over-under is. I'm just going to play the under because I think it's just going to be a terrible football game. I can tell you the over-under is 49 and a half. But you're going to take the oh, under? Way, way under that. And how much? Oh, I'll put $2 on that one. $2 on the under. Fargo? No, this is... Me partially just because I don't have faith in this Colts team. Even after they beat my Green Bay squad, they're they're not that good. I don't think that they'll beat uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a divisional opponent, that badly. I'll take the Jaguars to cover one dollar. So I did take the Colts, and I put six dollars on them. And the only reason I took the Colts is because they're still playing for the playoffs. It is a divisional game, and the Jags aren't fourteen points worse necessarily. But I, I don't know. Whatever. Colts defense. Once I write something, i got to commit to it. So our next game, we have the Los Angeles, I hate saying that, Chargers, going into Kansas City to play the Chad Henney-led Chiefs, where the Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point underdogs, <laughs> despite having the number one record in the NFL. And the total is set at 43-and-a-half points. Who do you like in this Fargo? You know, I'm going to bet on the Chargers just because I really want to see Herbert I mean, do something against, like, a marquee team, so to speak. One dollar. One dollar on the Chargers. Smooth. I will tell you, you have spent $14 so far, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six games left. So you have to spend $86 on the final six. Who do you like? Yeah, I'm going to put a dollar on the Chiefs. (laughs) One dollar on the Chiefs. So you're at 15. Very confident. I took the over because... 43 and a half points is not a lot, even with Chad Henney. And I, I actually could see the Chargers. This is another game where I could see the Chargers scoring a good amount of points and covering the over almost by themselves. So $6 on the over for me. Our next game sees the Arizona Card- sees the yes Arizona Cardinals going into L.A. to play the Rams, where the Rams are three-point underdogs because John Wolford is playing quarterback for them, most likely. And the total is set at 40.5 because John Wolford is playing quarterback for the Rams, most likely. Who do you like in this? Uh, smooth, right? Yes, yeah, smooth. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. I see the, the renaissance of Kurt Warner 
and this guy, and uh, we're just going to ride the Rams for a dollar. <laughs> You're crazy. You did win big last week, so we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Fargo? You know, I'm going to go the other way around, except I'm going to say that Kyler Murray is going to win this game against a backup quarterback to make sure his team makes the playoffs. One dollar. I also take the car- took the Cardinals, and I put six dollars on them. I do think they will win by f- at least four points. 40.5 is low, too. I consider taking the over, but the Rams might not score many points. Even though they need a win to get in, this actually should be a good game because the Rams still have a chance if they win. It's actually a beautiful thing because uh, we used to see Ramsey go against Hopkins twice a year every year up until recent transactions. So this will be fun to watch uh, Hopkins true, yeah. go against Ramsey again. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, that should be a good game. Our next afternoon game sees the Seattle Seahawks going into I, Arizona to play the Niners, where the Niners are five-and-a-half-point underdogs, and the total is set at 46.5. Fargo? Go ahead and take the Seahawks with $1. Seahawks with $1. Very, very bold, sir. Smooth? <laughs> I think you still have to spend $84? Uh, we'll spend $3 on the 49ers. 3 on the 49ers. I am going to take the Seahawks because the Seahawks are the better team and there's no real home field, in my opinion, in Arizona for the 49ers. So I put $6 on the Seahawks because I already did my big bet, so it's $6 the rest of the way. Our penultimate afternoon game sees the Saints going into Carolina to play the Panthers, where the Panthers are seven-point underdogs, and the total is set at 47.5. Fargo? I could see these teams uh, scoring more than 47.5 points together. So you're taking the over? Yeah, $1. $1 on the over. Very confident. Smooth? Uh, are we talking about the Saints and Panthers? Saints, Panthers. Panthers, seven-point underdogs, 47.5 points total, 47.5. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Saints. I feel like Breeze has something to prove. Yeah, that is not all washed up. Mm-hmm. How much are you going to put A whole on? dollar. One dollar. A whole dollar. Okay, getting down to the wire here. dollar. I put $6 on the Saints because the Saints are better than the Panthers, and I think Panthers are kind of like fool's gold lately. They've been playing – they've been having solid matchups to make them look better than they actually are, but I do think the Saints can beat them by at least eight, nine, ten points. Our final afternoon game sees the Tennessee Titans going into Houston. Oh, now I know where your, all your money's going smooth. To play the Texans, where the Texans are seven and a half point underdogs, and the to- the total is set at fifty five point five, which is by far, well, by one point, the highest total of the week. What do you? Who do you like smooth? And how much are you spending on them? Uh, see what I've got. Eighty bucks left, and I got two games. Yeah. So we're gonna put seventy nine dollars on the Texans because some. Pundits from Fox News have come out and said that Deshaun Watson's not a top ten quarterback. That's crazy. And I feel like he's going to come out there with something to prove. And just I don't because think he's like a top five quarterback in the game. I would well, say usually, Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I would put him I top, would put five. Him top five. He's, he's ridiculously good. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're good to you know correct the Titans for one game. All right, Texans. You don't even have to win. You just have to be within eight points, essentially. Uh, Fargo? No, don't the Titans need to win this game? Sure do. Sure do. <laughs> they really need to win it. Ah, 55 and a half. That's, 
That's a juicy over. That's a juicy over. The Titans defense is bad. Real bad. Texans isn't great either, though. So that's the thing. Titans have the worst defense. (laughs) I'll put $1 on the over. $1 on the over. You're a braver man than I am. Unfortunately, Smooth, I took the Titans because the Titans need it more, in my opinion. And I do think they're the more talented team. So I put $6 on the Titans. I'm going to let Deshaun know. Well, let him know. I let, I respect Deshaun. We're not talking about quarterbacks. We're He's top five teams. to me. I also really like Tannehill. Tannehill's a top ten to me as well. But Deshaun is a top five easily, in my opinion. So for our final game of week 17, the final regular season game, the final Wednesday night linebacker regular season game, we have, the, of course, the Washington football team versus the Philadelphia Eagles where the Eagles are one-and-a-half-point underdogs, and the total is set at 43.5. Uh, Fargo, where are you going to spend the, your remaining bucks? You know, I'm going to see the Washington football team win this game. And the division. To be the NFC East champs. At seven wins? Six wins? Seven wins. It would be seven and nine, right? Yeah. One dollar. <laughs> One dollar. Hopefully that all adds up. Smooth, where are you putting your last regular season tuck bucks? I, I'm kind of hoping they tie. <laughs> um, and the tie would go. The tie would go to the favorite. So I'm gonna stick with the Eagles here. You're gonna take the Eagles, and you're gonna hope for a tie. And I believe if they tie, the the winner of the Cowboys Giants game would then make the playoffs, right? Yeah, I'm, I would love to see like a seven and nine Cowboys team just get destroyed in the playoffs. That'd be my like, I don't know. favorite. If the thing Cowboys sure. make the playoffs, like they might. They're kind of hot right now, <laughs> and like they're not an untalented team. So the Cowboys could be one of those teams, like the year the Panthers are seven and nine. I think they won a game or two in the playoffs. I could see. Ugh. Yeah, we don't want the Cowboys to make the playoffs. That's why I picked, I picked the Giants. So for my final six bucks, I put it on the Washington football team because I am rooting for them, and I do think they're. I mean, what are the Eagles playing for at this point? Jalen Hurts looks good, but the Washington football team has like the first or they second. Have a top five pa- locked pick. Do they? Yeah. Who has a top five pick? Oh, right now the Eagles do. Oh yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just the saying. The fun fact is the Giants can either be in the playoffs or have the third overall pick. I find it crazy that the Miami Dolphins have like a playoff team and they have the number three pick as well. You're welcome, Bill O'Brien. Sounds broken. <laughs> Who? Wait, what are you guys saying when I was gone? Sounds like my Madden League, you know? That's how it goes. Yeah. We were talking about how the Dolphins have the third overall pick right now. And they have. Oh, my God. Because the Texans? Yeah. The third pick? Oh, we talked about that. Anyways, all right. (laughs) We could talk about this after. (laughs) This is already at 52 minutes. So that wraps it up for week 17 of Wednesday Night Linebacker, the last regular season one. We'll see. We'll tally it all. Obviously, we'll continue to do in the playoffs, but that was it. We're not going to have 17 games, 16 games to bet on anymore, so we'll see what happens. Anyways, we will be right back with the second and final half of Tuck and Run. <laughs> Fargo, it'll, uh, smooth, it'll be your ball. You've run, you've picked three total plays on offense, so <laughs> compared to Fargo's the 15. <laughs> so hopefully it's a little bit different for you in the second half. We will be right back after this.
so smooth. It is your ball. First and 10 at the 20. What would you like to do? We're going to do a 10-yard pass in the Dauntless Defenders. Thank you for picking non-offensive play categories. Which player had the most pass deflections in Week 16? Jair Alexander. Incorrect, I will say. It is a player in the AFC South. Keon Crossing? Gosh darn it. It is, in fact, Keon Crossing, who I had to write down, played for the Texans because I have never heard of him. <laughs> Keon Crossing had four pass deflections. Fargo, do you know who that is? Nope. Yeah, and Fargo is a, works for an NFL team, essentially. <laughs> so, who is Keon Crossing? Crossing, smooth. Keon Crossing is a former Patriots player that Texans traded a six-round draft pick for two years ago who basically plays special teams. The corner, though, right? Cornerback, yeah, the best cornerback we have, the best defensive back we have on the team right now. Ooh, I'm sorry to hear that. Four pass deflections, though. Harsh. Right place, yeah. right time. Anyways, first and 10 at the 30. What would you like to do? Uh, we'll do a 10-yard pass out of special teams. And your question is, which player made the longest field goal in week 16? The Gooch. Brandon McManus. Incorrect. Brandon McManus made the second longest at 52 yards. This player is in the AFC West. This player has won a Super Bowl. Steve Bell. <laughs> That's a kicker. Fargo, do you know, now that I said that? I mean, it's going to be like Harrison Butker then, isn't it? Time is up. You can't. You would have had to have said it smooth to get the – it is, in fact, Harrison Butker. You should have just said it. Harrison Butker kicked a 53-yard field goal. So, But no harm, no foul. Second and 10 at the 30. Uh, let's do a 10-yard run out of our Dauntless defenders. Your question is – which player had the most interceptions in week 16? Was it Joe Schobert, Roquan Smith, Akello Weatherspoon, or Malcolm Butler? Malcolm Butler? That is incorrect. Fargo, this player is in the. Oh, I probably shouldn't. No, I can't yeah, give you. I was about I'm to not going to give hints because you have multiple hints, choice. Yeah, it's multiple choice. No hints. Can you give me the people again? Joe Schobert, Roquan Smith, Akilah Witherspoon. Ten seconds. I'll go with Witherspoon. That is incorrect. Roquan Smith had two interceptions off Mike Glennon in week 16. So it is third and ten at the 30. Smooth. Yeah, we'll do a uh, we'll do a 10-yard run out of the Remarkable runners. <clears throat> this is the last week 16 question for remarkable runners. And it's also the tuck and run performance of the week. This player had 22 carries for 155 yards and averaged seven yards per carry. Kamara. That is correct. Because <laughs> it is, of course, Alvin Kamara. Who else could it have possibly been if it's a running back performance of the week? 
That's the only reason I said it. Al- like, yeah. Alvin Kamara had 22 carries, 155 yards, six touchdowns. That's ridiculous. We talked about it at the day of. We'll talk about it now. We'll be talking about it for a while. It, honestly, they should have let him run the seventh one in to break the record instead yeah. of uh, instead of uh, Taysom, Taysom Hill. But I'm not complaining because Taysom Hill was starting for me in fantasy football because I stopped paying attention once I was technically eliminated and I beat Ewan because of Alvin Kamara's performance and Taysom Hill's one rushing touchdown. Anyways, unfortunately, Smooth, that is a touchdown for him, meaning it's 14 to nothing. But it's your ball again, first and 10 at the 20. So what would you like to do? That was a touchdown for him? Tuck and run performance of the week is that whoever answers first gets oh, a touchdown. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, uh, let's do a 10-yard pass out of the Dauntless Defenders. All right. Your question is, which player – This really, i got to come up with a name for this. Which player ran the longest to make a single tackle in week 16? You picked the pass, but I will give you hints. Every 10 seconds. This player is in the AFC North. This player is a defensive back. (laughs) Fargo, no idea? I have an idea. This player has a brother on the Bills. Terrell Edmonds. That is correct. Terrell Edmonds ran 94.2 yards to make a single tackle in week 16. Had to have saved a touchdown. That was a 10-yard pass, so his second and 20 back at the 10. Smooth. Let's do a 10-yard pass out of the special teams. Your question is, which punter had the highest net average per punt in week 16? I'll give you a hint in a few seconds. AFC East. You can just say the team and I'll give you credit. <laughs> All right. AFC East. This, this and you say net, right? The highest net average. Dolphins. Incorrect. Ten seconds left. <laughs> Patriots. Also incorrect. Jake Bailey was second, though. Patriots punter. It is, in fact, Corey Bojorquez, who I, it keeps coming up because he's having a terrific year for the Bills, and I still don't know how to pronounce his name. He had a 54 net average because he only, he only punts like once or twice, and he's always up there because he has one long punt because the Bills don't ever punt. So third and 20 at the 10. What would you like to do smooth? Let's do a 10-yard run out of the Dauntless Defenders. I will say you are five runs and five passes. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Uh, All right, just so you know, this is a Week 15 question. There are no more Week 16 questions. In Week 15, which player had the most sacks? Was it Trey Hendrickson, Devin White, DeForest Buckner, or Eric Armstead? DeForest Buckner. Unfortunately, there were two correct answers. DeForest Buckner and Devin White both had three sacks in week 15. <laughs> so it is fourth and 30. Oh, no, that's a safety. That's a safety. Unfortunately, no, for it's you, on the 10. No, it was already on the 10. Oh, crap. You're right. That's a safety. So it's 16. I don't know. We don't give any safeties. 16 to 0. 
And it's what do we what do we have? I'm saying it's just gonna be your ball first at, at the ten. We'll just give it to you. So it's two points for you, Fargo, and it's first and ten at the twenty. You know, let's do a ten-yard pass. Why not? Radical receivers. Now remember, smooth. You can still answer. This is also a week 15 question because there are no more week 16 questions. Which player had the most unexpected yards after catch on a single play in week 15? I will. I will on say a single play. I will also say I don't actually know what player, what team this player is on, so I can't give you hints. I'm gonna look that up right now as the clock is going. Say the question again. Which player? It's a typical question we always have. Which player had the most unexpected yards after catch on a single play? Yards after catch. It's this player is in the NFC East. This player is also a rookie. He was a sixth round pick in the twenty twenty draft. Uh, this player is on the Eagles. <laughs> That's your last hint. Five seconds. Four, three, two. One done. Um, Quez Watkins had okay. took a catch, took a reception that was anticipated to go two yards after catch and went 34, which is not that much, but it was the most that week. So it is second and ten at the 20. Do a ten-yard pass under potent passers. Ten-yard pass under potent passers. Also a week 15 question: Which quarterback had the lowest completion probability on a single completed pass in week 15? This player is in the NFC South. Still no idea, huh? (laughs) This player was a former first-round pick. NFC – wait, which – NFC South, former first-round pick. Five seconds. Drew Brees. Incorrect. I don't think Drew Brees was the first-round pick. I, I the guessing. final hint would have been he went to the University of Louisville, but I ran out of time. Still no idea, either of you? Yeah, no. Nah. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater threw a pass. I knew that. Teddy Bridgewater threw a 37-yard pass to DJ Moore. That had a 13.9% completion percentage. Doesn't matter. Third and 10 at the 20 with... Three minutes and 20 seconds until the one-minute warning. You know what? I'll do a 10-yard pass under fantastical football. I don't think we've used that at all. None of you guys have picked a single one. Which kicker scored the most points in Week 16 fantasy football? The Gooch. Name? Oh, crap. Brandon McManus. Brandon McManus is, in fact, correct. He actually tied with Jason Sanders. They both scored 14 First and 10 at the 30. I'll do another 10-yard pass on our fantastical football. I'm literally out of space on here to, to track what plays. Which defense slash special teams scored the least points in week 16? Hmm. The least points. All right, who did terribly? I will say this might not be who you think it is. <laughs> There's the first hint. That is correct. 
The Texans scored negative four points. I, the Lions weren't even top four, which is crazy. Texans and Patriots both scored negative four points. Good for the I would have said the Lions, just I would, so you know. Yeah, I would have said the Lions, too, before I researched it. So it is – was it really third down? Yeah, I guess that's, so. Now um, it's fourth and 20. No, it's not. I just got a first down. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I got a first down when it was third and ten, and okay, I did a so it's fantastical second, football. So second it's and twenty. Second and twenty. Well, it'll be whatever I want it to be. Second and twenty at the. You only got one first, so it's at second and twenty. I'm going to throw a challenge on the play. All right, good idea. <laughs> I actually have no idea where you are right now, though. I don't know if you're on the thirty or the forty. I'm on the thirty. No, I'm on the twenty. No, no. Yeah, you're back to the loss. 20. Yeah, you're back, yeah, back to the 20. Yeah, back to the 20. Second and 20. Okay, but I so threw a challenge. The way on the, the challenge works, because no one ever calls challenges, is I'm going to call another def- another play from Fantastical Football, and if you get it correct, Fargo, the play is overturned. Which quarterback scored the most points in Week 16? Fantasy points. You can answer if you know smooth. Josh Allen. That is correct, which also means that that. Previous play is overturned, and it is second down and ten at the thirty. Yes, because you don't you don't lose the yards, but yeah. you replay the replay the down. Yeah. I will do a ten yard pass under fantastical football. <clears throat> Which running back scored the second most points in Week 16? Miles Gaskin. How many? I don't know. I know he scored two <laughs> rushing touchdowns and he had a long receiving touchdown. So Miles Gaskin scored 33.9 points, good for second most, which is a lot of points. But Alvin Kamara scored 56.2, so that was the most. So it is first and 10 at the 40. What would you like to I'll, do? I'll do a 10-yard pass under fantastical football. <laughs> which player, which receiver scored the second most fantasy points? In week 16. Mike Evans. Close. Very close. He was third. Oh, that's the one-minute warning. Very close. Second most? Second most points. All right. Is this PPR? Yes. Stefan Diggs. I don't know how he does this. (laughs) I don't know how he does it. Stephon Diggs scored 41.5. Devonta Adams scored 43.2. Stephon Diggs scored the second most points. That is technically correct. First and 10 at the 50 with one minute left in the game. What would you like to do? I'll do a 10-yard pass under fantastical football. <laughs> this is crazy. All right. <clears throat> Which player scored the second most fantasy points overall in week 16? Devonta Adams. <laughs> that is, that is in fact correct. Devonta Adams scored the second most at forty-three point two. First and ten at the forty. I'll do a ten-yard pass. Fantastical football. This is the last fantastical football question. Period. Which tight end <laughs> scored the most fantasy points in Week Sixteen? I'll tight be, end. I'll be real surprised if you get this. This player is in the NFC North. No, it is not Zach Ertz. But not a bad guess because he did have the most separation. NFC North, you know who I want to say, but now you said that you don't think I'll get him. So I don't think it's going to be Jimmy Graham. 
Jimmy Graham is your answer, yes or no? No, I do not <laughs> think it's Jimmy Graham. All right, I'm not giving you any more hints, though. <laughs> 30 seconds left All in the right. game, 10 seconds left in the question. Who's the tight end in Minnesota? I can't say it's, it's like Smith something. Is it? Or is it Kyle Rudolph? No, I don't think Rudolph And did time anything. is up, 41 seconds. I actually gave you an extra second. You get it incorrect. The player who scored the most points in week 16 at the tight end position his name is Irv Smith Jr. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he scored 23.3. Jimmy Graham scored oh. 22.9, so it's only 0.4 behind him. I remember talking that tight end up so much. I like Irv Smith. Out of Alabama, I believe, right? People. Him and uh, I yeah. believe he's Alabama. He's like – who's the other one I like? Uh, the one in T- Tampa Bay who was never – O.J. Howard. Yeah, they're like the same, same person. Anyways, yeah. 19 seconds left, second and 10. Okay. Well, what is there still week 16 questions of? Uh, you have – you know what's crazy? Oh, okay. What? Never mind. Spe- special teams. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. You guys you, – there's only one more week 16. You guys have picked mostly smooth, mostly you, Fargo. have gone through all of our week 16 questions. This is the first time this has ever happened. <laughs> you want you want to do the last week 16 question? Yeah, sure. All right, which punter kick made the most kick, attempted the most punts in Week 16? I assume it was a 10-yard pass again. Yeah, of course it was. This is your 18th 10-yard pass. <laughs> this player is in the NFC North. There's five seconds left in the game. You could just say the team name, and that is game. Lions. Oh, yeah. right under the wire. <laughs> It is, in fact, the Lions, but it doesn't matter. That is game. Smooth. I appreciate you coming out and playing <laughs> and joining us. <laughs> don't take it personal. He destroys everybody. But I will say this is the first time that we've ever had every single question from a week used. <laughs> so that's going to hurt in the next week and then the playoffs because there won't be any more recent ones. Anyways, like I said, thank you, Smooth. Fargo, you win. So that means you get two minutes to say whatever you want uninterrupted starting now um you know guys i just want to anyway so he's not going to do it so you know what you're here with me you barely got to talk this whole game you're going to get the two minutes to say whatever you want all right starting now uh well i mean i think as customary that we should say hi to mike um, mike the beast mike the beast we really hope he's having a good holidays um other than that uh I'm looking forward to, uh, I think, 2K is putting out a football game next year or the year after that. It won't be a simulation, but uh, hopefully they can do something that pushes Madden to do something other than what they've been doing for the last 10 years. And I'm looking forward to the end of the season. Uh, you know, the misery can end, and we can look forward to whatever it is the offseason brings. And hopefully some fans in the stadium next year. Thank you to both our contestants. We had some technical difficulties with our reigning champ there, but he's had plenty of opportunities to rant and run this season. Maybe next week for the season finale, he'll get a chance to speak. Who am I kidding? Of course he will. We have nobody who can compete with him. So for Smooth Grandmama and Fargo Amadeus, I'm Dale Tucker, reminding you that most people really only like you for what you do for them. It's only a precious few who like you for who you actually are. This has been a Tucker Punch production, and we're out. You're gonna battle, you're gonna fight, win or lose, you're gonna be alright. 
You're gonna battle, you're gonna fight 